Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially free business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hey mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you here today. And today I have a special guest. I'm really excited about it. She's got some really cool things to talk about and it's all money related. So I don't know about you, but I am stoked. Her name is Tracy Bissett and she is on a mission to redefine the world's economic future by increasing the financial literacy of entrepreneurs, also known as the financial fitness. Like that. With over 20 years of experience in the financial industry, She helps entrepreneurs across all industries, both on and offline. Let's give a big warm welcome to Tracy. Thank you so much, Johanna. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, that was an awesome intro. Are you kidding? Oh my goodness. Girls, ladies, mamas, sorry. (laughs) There's so much more to know about this woman. Her, Her bio is fantastic. You want to read the whole thing, check out the show notes. But she's also a professor on finance. So she teaches this for a living Seriously, I cannot wait, but you know the rules here on the Stay Mama podcast. We got to ask that one big question to absolutely everyone. So how do you do it? How do you keep stability in your life as you build your business? So for me, it's trying to manage how many things I say yes to and what I can consistently commit to. So uh, I have a podcast as well, and I really kind of thought about it for a long time before I got into it because I knew I'd be in the podcast factory. Um, but we've been going strong since December 2017, weekly shows, only one replay during that time. And so I'm really careful about what I can commit to regularly. And that's what keeps, uh, keeps things stable. Oh, I love that. That is actually a new one. I've been doing this for over a year and a half now. And I don't think I've heard that one. I love that because I feel like we're so quick to say yes, right? We want to be helpful. We want to be able to put ourselves out there. And so being really diligent about what you commit yourself to, that's like one of those aha moments that is kind of like (laughs) the no brainer at the same time. Like, oh, yeah. And by no means am I I perfect, but I do think through what's going to be the timeline. um, How much time is this going to take? What's going to be the ongoing effort? Can I do that? Will I need help? And I think through all that stuff usually before I get involved in something and glad I thought about it with the podcast because it's uh, certainly like working in a factory, a fun factory, but it's it's a factory. I could not agree more on that, on that front. But yeah, do you see how your, her brain works, ladies? I seriously, it's going to be a phenomenal episode. So we are going to start talking about money and value and what we can afford. I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited. Where do you want to start? Well, I think one of the big issues I see with business owners and women in particular is when it comes to pricing their products or their services. And so we can do it from the math side and everybody should be doing the math to make sure they're being profitable on what they sell. And so we, we start with what are the costs that go into delivering this? 
One of the big mistakes I typically see is not charging for your own time. So if you're thinking, well, I've got all this time, I'm just getting going with my business or I have lots of time to do this. Um, think about how much would you have to pay someone else to do it? And that's a good place to start to factor in that time. So what are all the costs that go into delivering this? What is that overhead you've got to cover? You know, you've got those subscriptions, you've got a website, you got to maintain all those little costs that add up and make sure you're making some money at the end of the day. Um, so you can do it from kind of the bottom up, add up the numbers. And then I think it's super important to scan the market. What are other people selling that are comparable? How much are they charging? What are they including? And it's not bad if you're a more highly priced offering, if you provide more value, but know what's going on out there. And so you can target the right person who has the money to buy what you offer and sees the value. The next thing that I, I know you're going to love, and we were talking about it before we hit record, is that we can do the math and we can be super rational about it and we can find that target client who can pay us what we what we think we should charge and the right value but then when we go to tell them the price and we find them sometimes the words don't come out of our mouth and that brings up all of our baggage uh, about money and you may not be aware we form our views around money when we're like six seven years old so whatever was going on in your family, that is still with you. And it's shaping all the way you make decisions about money uh, really under the surface. And you might not even be aware of it. And so I've loved money since I was a little kid. I used to hustle. I had all these little businesses and activities outside my house so that I could get money to go to the corner store when I was six, seven years old. So I learned really early to keep it unemotional and think of it as a tool to get me stuff that I wanted or get me where I wanted to go. But for most people, that's not the case. So you've got these voices in your, in your head telling you, how can you charge that much? Will they think you're worth it? You probably got actually uh, well-intentioned family or friends saying, what? You're crazy. How are you charging that? How could you ask someone to pay you this? You just have this little business. What do you know? And they know you since you were little and they don't really realize how much skills and experience you have. And so you've got yourself kind of sabotaging it and you've got these well-intentioned people that are also kind of barging in and, and giving you doubts. So we've got to do the math and then we actually have to do the emotional mental work to change the way we're thinking about things and we've got to get really comfortable presenting the value and standing confidently behind it because you may have a lot of value to offer but if you waver when you say the price or you can't confidently articulate it nobody's going to want to pay you dang lady she doesn't even need me no, i'm just kidding um, that was oh my goodness the nuggets you just dropped were incredible and i love i love so many of them I, there's I don't even know if I can remember all of them. So one of the very first ones that you said, I love that you talked about including your time because I feel like that's really a big piece where we we devalue what we're doing, right? And we're like, oh yeah. Or we we uh, overestimate how fast we can get things done yes. sometimes. Yeah, so I, I do that too. Everybody does that. <laughs> so I love that you that you gave us a very practical way to figure out, okay, well, what does that look like? How much money is that, right? You, go and be like, okay, if I was to outsource this, how much would this cost me? And I think that was a great way to actually put some visual numbers on it versus, you know, kind of guessing or going with a gut feeling there on how long it would take you and how much your time is really, really worth. So that was like my first, like, yes. Yeah. So Cause it's really to easy to price a product business. Like you can look at all of all the components that go into making something that's a lot easier but when it's service-based, it's, it's really kind of intangible. So if we can put some guideposts around it, it helps to make it easier. Yes. No, so I loved that. 
piece number one. Number two, I love that you said, go and see what the market already looks like. But, and this is where I kind of want to throw caution because I feel like so many of our listeners were like, well, I did that. And then I was like, total imposter syndrome, right? You're like, ah, I can't do that. They're already doing it. Why would anyone work with me when they can work with them? And so just kind of going into it with that, we're not competing, right? We're all in this. You are unique and amazing in yourself. Nobody can replace you. And just having that mindset when you're looking at the market. So that yeah, was- think about think about yourself as a financial detective. It's like research to help you formulate the pricing. So if you can put a different lens on it or wear a different hat, it takes some of that emotion out of it. So be a be an observer, not not think about it as competitors. Yes. So I love that. What was the last one? And then oh, the money stories. And I love. So I'm not gonna lie, I cringed when you were like, we learned them when we're like six or seven, because that's how old my son is right now. And I was like, oh, what are we teaching? (laughs) So I love that you kind of drew our attention to the fact that it was formed a really long time ago. And most of the time, we're not even aware of how we feel about money, right? It's just kind of controlling our decisions. But like, we don't know. Yeah. Imagine like, if you're freaking out every time a bill comes in, your son's going to see that he's going to feel like a pit in his stomach. He's going to feel stressed. He's going to grow up and think that's what happens when you get a bill. Uh, and that's what you're supposed to do. So um, in my house, we talked about money. I had an allowance. We, we talked about it regularly. Um, so I was really fortunate to have education around it. But if there was crying, if there was yelling, if there was bill collectors, if um, I've had little kids tell me money is evil, they don't even know what it is, but they know what happens in their household is not nice they're picking up on everything and you are, and you've internalized it. So there's ways to change that. So observe what's happening when you're doing something financial. Do you get that pain in your stomach or or stomach ache when you get a bill, when it pops in your email inbox? Um, When you go to, uh, you're feeling sad or upset, do you spend money? Like what are the kinds of things that you're doing that you might not realize? And then the good thing is everybody can change. That's the wonderful thing about it. So everybody, if they want to make a commitment to it, can can certainly change from this feeling of not enough, not having enough, that scarcity to I can control this and, and I can actually have as much as I want. So it's very much in your control with changes in behavior. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because I feel like sometimes we get in that mode where we're like, oh, well, we're already pre-programmed. Okay. Do. <laughs> right. So tell me more about this. We can change. We know we can change. What does that process look like? So you kind of started where like, you just have to kind of observe, but what's the next step? So the majority of the population thinks there's not enough. Uh, That's feelings of jealousy, feeling scared, anxious around money, observe what you're doing. And then the next couple of times it happens, say, Oh, that's interesting. That's happening three things that you can actually do that if you started doing every day over time, it's going to change your perspective to feeling more positive and more abundant. So the first one is practice gratitude. I woke up today. I was able to have a shower. I had breakfast. I had clean clothes. I was able to hop on here. When you start thinking about all the stuff that's going well, and we take for granted all of the stuff that is going well, we don't have time then for negative thoughts. So we don't even have to look very far. We're living, we ate, we were clean, we had clothes. Not everyone gets to say that. So focus on gratitude. Uh, Number two, you've probably heard the expression, we are the product of the five people we spend the most time with. 
and so if you're spending time with people who are super stressed about money, people who go over their budgets, who are always uh, one missed paycheck away from really having difficulties, if they're really negative, they could be even um, super cheap because they're, they're trying to constrain um, their funds. So think about who's spending time with you and how they're influencing you. And if you don't like that, change it up. You might have to have a conversation with friends or family members um, where maybe you don't talk about your business. You know, I love spending time with you, auntie, but I, I don't think we should talk about my business anymore because that's not really helping. And uh, let's just talk about this stuff and still spend time with them, but spend time with the people you want to be like and feel like. And then the third one is even with COVID, I, I don't know how it happened, but we got more overscheduled. We were super scheduled before the pandemic, but then with everything online, we could do more. We didn't need to do more, uh, but make some space in your day, make some space for things that you like to do for things that you want to do so that you can have more enjoyment, time to think things through. And that's just going to have you feeling more positive. So the gratitude, the people you spend time with and making space, all of that's going to move you over time from this place of feeling anxious and stressed about money to all of the things that you're happy about. And then you can put some positive intention around the money piece. And by no means do I think just the intention alone, you've got to dig into the numbers. You've got to learn the numbers. You have to make sure you're pricing profitably, but the two of them together is really going to make a positive impact in your life. I love all three of those. Those are really great tips. I was curious though, when you said you're most like the five people that you spend the most time with, I was like, well, three of them are under the age of six. Do they count? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably really joyful. They have a lot of fun. They probably play. So you're probably curious, like think of the characteristics they're showing. So those are good things to, to have in your life. Awesome. Maybe, maybe you want to put it the five adults and the five kids, however you want to do it. But there's lots that we can learn from children. They ask questions when they don't understand stuff. They're always asking you. And if they think something doesn't make sense, they just say, well, why is it like that? So we can learn a lot from that. And we make up stories about why things are the way they are to tell ourselves. And we do it so much in our business that if we just kind of cut out that nonsense. We can actually advance things a lot faster. So lots to be learned from kids. Ooh, okay. I love that. So I just realized if you could bring that same curiosity that your kids have about absolutely everything to your business, I feel like you'd be so much less self-conscious and in your head. And what if I tried this, how would people respond? And then instead of thinking about things happening to you, it's happening things like around you and by you and with you. So how can you serve your clients? Not worrying about what they're going to think. But if I do this, how much value will it bring to them? And just a different little lens. And it's just a, a little change in perspective that all ultimately gets back to the money. Because when we're happy and we're positive, it's really hard to be stressed about stuff. Oh my goodness. This has been like the best episode ever. <laughs> we have covered so many different fronts here. It's been amazing. Yeah, I'm curious though. So we, we were discussing a bunch of different topics and oh my goodness, there were so many to choose from. I can't believe that we actually selected one, but one of them that I absolutely loved and I didn't know if we'd have time for it. I'd love to see if we can squeeze it in. It was how do you know when you can and cannot afford something in your business? So I'm going to keep it simple because we're not going to go into a big explanation, but number one, you need to know the numbers in your business. So that's your sales and all your expenses. And when you deduct your expenses from your sales, are you making money? Are you profitable? In addition to that, we need to know the cash flow. So when does the money come into the bank account and when does it go out? So a really good way, if you don't know your cash flow pattern, follow the trail of money from one particular customer. Do they pay you before they start working with you? 
or do you do the work and then you send them a bill? So think through the way the money is going to flow. And once we can understand that, we can do a, a forecast that looks at what our sales going to be, what our expenses going to be, and when is the money going to flow? Once we've got that set up, if we're thinking, you know, I'd love to hire someone, wonder what that would look like. We take our cash flow forecast, we plug in a, a wage for that person. If we're thinking about buying a new vehicle, we need it for our business. What happens when we start putting these payments in? And so once we do the, the foundational work, we can quickly within under five minutes, do these little tweaks and what if scenarios to help us make decisions. I absolutely love that. But I feel like it's kind of geared towards people who are already pretty financially set. What if you're like starting up your business and you want to invest in yourself, but the funds aren't coming in? When do you start weighing out the pros and cons and whether or not to make the investment? So a good way to think about it, especially because a lot of people have service-based businesses. What if I was a landscaper? I can't do landscaping unless I have like a backhoe and kind of a bulldozer and I've got all my tools to dig in the dirt. Those are investments. What are the investments we have to make in ourselves to be able to deliver the service? And so putting a different frame on it is a great way to get away from this. Oh my gosh, it's X amount of money. I don't know. I haven't made any revenue yet. If we were in a physical kind of business, uh, we'd have to spend some money up front. People who build restaurants, they spend a couple hundred thousand before they even open the door just to get it all looking nice inside. So think about that and think about what do you need to invest in yourself and because you're the tool to be able to deliver to your clients. And that's a great way to frame it. And then if you're doing those projections and you're thinking about how much are people going to pay me, what is the amount I'm going to make from every single client, then you can kind of do a, a, a trade-off uh, against it and review the return. But you've got to think of yourself as the instrument that's delivering the, the service. I don't know about you mamas, but my mind has been blown <laughs> multiple times in this interview. It's been fantastic. Tracy, I am so excited and very grateful that you decided to, to be on my podcast. Where can we learn more about you? So I would love to hear any questions, comments, reactions to the show. Um, LinkedIn is the best place to reach me. So Tracy has an E and Visit has two S's, two T's. Uh, and I would love to leave a gift for your audience because I think so many people are going to have more questions now than they started at the beginning of the episode. So I've got a money meeting agenda for them. And I highly recommend at least once a month, you're looking at the financials in your business. Weekly is a better frequency. So to get you started, you can get this money meeting agenda at cashcoach.biz. You can download it right away. And the first meeting might be just looking at the money meeting agenda, but it's going to guide you through the things that you should be looking at. If you have a business partner, you're going to have a meeting with them. And even if you're a solopreneur of your, yourself and you don't even have team members, you should be doing this regularly. So download the money meeting agenda at cashcoach.biz. My goodness. Thank you so much. I think that's really important. I love that you, you mentioned a money meeting because I feel like so often we're scared to look at the numbers. Yeah. Right. And, and because we're anxiety, anxiety grows when we don't know. And so I, I want to quantify problems and I want to be able to solve them. It just creates anxiety, stress, and pressure, which invades every part of our life. And it actually detracts us from servicing our clients. Well, when we're worried about this thing, we can't quantify. So get to know if there's a problem. If there is, get someone to help you fix it because there's lots of people who can help you and, and then move on uh, so you can do what you do best. 
Oh my goodness. Like I said, this has been a phenomenal episode. Thank you so very much for joining us today. And ladies, if you want any of her uh, handles or um, links to find her, they'll all be in the show notes as well as the link for her gift. Yes. So please check out the notes. Otherwise, thank you so very much for joining us today. And ladies, I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.